Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. So we are on to episode 14 of season 2. <clears throat> I'll try my best here. De hand de verlet. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a wee bit stuck there because I was so pr- kind of proud that I got it right. It kind of threw me off balance. I was expecting them to mess that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some Germans out there that are still uh, pretty uninspired by it. But <laughs> so, right, tell me a little bit about this one, Brian. Is this is this a big X Files episode? Um, in, in the in the in the grand scheme of things, maybe not. But um, in in the in the in the scheme of season two, I'd say it's probably a pretty solid episode. Uh, I think I think it's probably better than a lot of the ones we've had so far this year. <laughs> Although go, going going off uh, last episode, I've got absolutely no idea what's going to come out of your mouth these days. So, uh... like to keep you in the edge, Brian. Uh huh. Um, okay, so do you want to kick off with the opening scene of this episode? Yeah, we'll do. Okay, so we start off with uh, what is basically a. Teacher Parent Committee or Parent Teacher Committee, PTC, yeah. So uh, basically those annoying people that you always get in every school who just want to make sure everything goes right and they, you know, they make sure they put on plays that ha- that are tasteful and things like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, it just looks like typical PTC. Although for some reason, for, for these guys... Jesus Christ Superstar seems to be a, a, a wrong choice for a play. Not the way to go in this school. Uh, no religion here. Um, but uh, turns out there is religion. It's just of a completely different nature. So these guys wrap the meeting up uh, and then decide to light some candles and pray to the Lord of Darkness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they they close the door and and yeah, start chanting away, and some glowing lights start coming through the door, like something really nasty is go- uh, about to happen. I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I I can't remember if we get the credits then or whether whether it goes into the next scene. But either way, next scene. Well, first of all, what do you <laughs> think about that opening? <laughs> um, I absolutely loved it. I loved opening here because <laughs> you think you're into one episode, it's just all the typical characters, the, the stuck-up parents and teachers mm. who don't who want to burn the books that, that, that mention something untasteful to their um, liking, and then they whip out the candles and it's all hail Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, yeah, yep, I'm in. Just <laughs> what else has this got? I, I love the fact that it's just doing this, um, and I was just like, yeah. I mean, it pulls back from that door, and you've just got the black screen with the glowing mm. light round about it. I thought it was yeah. quite a, a nice touch, quite a, a good look about it. Um, yeah. Would be yourself, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it kind of suddenly turns into the Wicker Man, doesn't it? <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it, it's. 
it's humorous though as well because it yes. is taking that um I don't know if you'd call it a trope, but just just that idea of you know every everyone knows about the PTC or what, whatever you call it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. in this in this episode they call it the PTC, but over here I think we have another name for it. Either way, you cut you want to cut it. It's the same thing. It's those annoying adults who get a little bit pissy with just even you know even if, like if there's a something that's going to have like a moderate swear word in or something like that, they're going to cut it off or. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just so it kind of spins that on its head. You know, we've got these people, we know who they are, and then it does this turn and suddenly actually we don't know who they are. They're com- they're the complete opposite of what we thought they were. Um they're devil worshippers. So, yeah, not not the kind of people you want running a school, basically. Uh <laughs> well, not the kind of people I want running a school anyway. No school I'd send my child to. Um but yeah, so we we move on from there and we've got a bunch of kids, well I say kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. tw- 20 somethings playing teenagers um out in the woods and they they're there to perform a séance. Now one of those you may not have noticed because her her part is so small. Laura Harris. Yes. yes, Laura Harris. Oh, I love Laura Harris. The faculty. Uh, yep. She was in uh, season two of Twenty Four as 24. well. She, she's yeah. a villain in that. Uh, but yeah, mm. she's done she's done a few things that I I really like liked her in, and um, she, she she seems to have kind of disappeared off the map these days, mm-hmm. which is a shame because she's a very good actress. Um, but yeah, so any fans of Laura Harris, uh, you, you'll notice a pop up in this. Uh, like I say, though, not not a not a huge. No, role. You, you don't see a lot of her here, but I mean, you you get to see a lot of her in the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? You had to, yeah. You just had to go there. Um, I happen to think that she does have good qualities as an actress, besides those obvious ones. Um, but anyway, swiftly moving on. Um, so, I, I don't know if you noticed, while, while we're seeing these kids in the woods, we get some crazy mm. credits coming up. Um, so, mm. James, James Wong and Glenn Morgan, who are producers on The X-Files, they, they're also directors, they direct some of the episodes. They're listed here in the producer credits as James Chargers Wong and Glenn Bolt's baby Morgan. So <laughs> clearly some football teams or some baseball teams or something were, were having a game against each other and they probably felt a bit competitive and put that in the credits. Um, nothing to do with the episode, but I, I just thought it was quite funny seeing those no, credits pop up. I did not notice. And there you go. <coughs> um, so, yeah... Um, so these kids get together, and basically the two lads are just trying to score with these two girls. Mm-hmm. They, want oh, to, yeah. they want to scare them, and hopefully when they get scared, they'll cosy up to them. Um, but these incantations that they've, they've torn out of a library book, that they kind of start speaking, uh, mm-hmm. it turns out that they actually do something. Uh, they, they awaken something that is quite nasty. Um, so and- Andrea, I think her name is, she does a runner, and the lad that goes after her, he, he gets caught by something or someone who grabs him by the neck and kills him. Uh, yeah, so what was your thoughts here then? 
it, it's, it's terrifically tropey. It's like almost mm. every horror movie you've ever seen, but I think it's playing towards that. The guys are overly douchey. You know, yeah. to, to yeah. really in, a, in a Jennifer's body kind of way, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like a self, definitely a self-aware uh, and heightened kind of douchiness. Um, mm. But it sets up the story. This is the it's like one of the, the key scenes because this is the instigator of everything. Mm. This is what, in my opinion, this is what brings um, the reckoning for the PTC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's an instigator, but yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a nicely dark scene, but again, mm-hmm. co- kind of comic as well. Um, so, okay, uh, Mulder and Scully then arrive at the scene the following morning, and Sheriff Oaks. Our our typical sheriff of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he feels like it's witchcraft uh, because the the heart of the victim has been ripped out along with the eyes, and yeah, he he thinks witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. He also has a bit of a, a bit of an air about him that he kind of really doesn't. He's he's not prepared for a case like this. He's not mm-hmm. used to a case like this. He's typical small town sheriff that we've come to expect from the X-Files you almost feel as if he should be playing like um, X-Files bingo or something you know like <laughs> um, do you get the sheriff that believes in the supernatural or do you get the sheriff that naysays it and yeah. you get a mark on whatever one you get type of thing I'm, I'm sure there's a board game in there somewhere with, with there's got to be little, little mug shots of all the sheriffs that we've had throughout the X-Files run <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, Scully finds two six packs and a page torn out from a library book. Um, mm. She thinks it's a serial killer, and Mulder <laughs> thinks that the sheriff might be right. Um, though it's nice to see some detective work there from Scully. Uh, you know, mm. she—I mean, quite frankly, the fact that the sheriff didn't pick up on it is is a bit of a misnomer and points to just how bad he is. Uh, but yeah. You know, at least at least Scully's on the ball, um, but yeah. Uh, so they got, you know, we, we're back to typical kind of Scully and Mulder dynamics. Scully's got a rational explanation. Mulder is all over this witchcraft thing, um, and then toads fall from the sky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so to which Mulder kind of just glibly says, "I, I guess the parachutes didn't open." Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, quite an, again. It's just at every turn with this so far. You know, in these three scenes, we're we're, we're hit with something awful, something terrifying, but it's kind of undercut with a sense of comedy, mm. a light sense of comedy. It's not like nudge nudge, wink wink, in your face kind of stuff. It's just, but it, but it, it does have this kind of undercurrent of humour to to bring it back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, this scene finishes with a punchline, but with, with mm. Scully saying um, that there's nothing supernatural kind of here, and then mm. boom, the, the toes fall from the heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, you can see it as a very comedic say, punchline, yeah. um, a visual punchline, but yeah, again, it's a perfunctory scene, gets them into the, the sort of meeting the sheriff and, and seeing what the, the goings on are for this episode. Um, but yeah, it's perfectly good. Mm. Okay, uh, so 
We go to the school, we're in the library, <laughs> and Mulder finds the book uh, from from the library card uh, of... It, it, it was... It was so they found out what the book was, and mm-hmm. it's it's it belongs to Dave Duran. <laughs> not for for any YouTubers out there. Um, not not a Durant cinema fame, but some some numbskull who yeah basically uh, left his yeah his book behind. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so uh, Mulder finds out while Scully blames. A nearby tornado for carrying the toads. This is uh, rational Scully coming over and just yeah. saying, like, literally just comes out with it. Oh, Mulder, I found out the explanation for the toads. Seems there was a tornado a few miles away. That could have been what picked them up and, and shut mm-hmm. them down. It's like, okay, Scully, okay. Yeah, but I mean, if you're kind of hoping for that scene where. Scully explains the frogs uh, raining from yeah, heaven yeah, type of thing, yeah. and it's just it, this is one of my favourite things about TV shows: the way it just like almost cuts from like one conversation, ignores the period of time in between, and then just <laughs> continues it straight off again as if there's been nothing that I missed in between. Um, I mean, yeah. it's, t- it's for the viewers, but I just think it's a funny notion that they do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so. This is where where Mulder sees the water going down the wrong way on the tap. Is mm. it? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So the oh, is that? Oh no, sorry, it's not. It's a bit further on. We'll get there when we get there. So basically, they go to see David. They go to see Durant Cinema. Um, yeah. And <laughs> who, who does a runner? He sees the FBI agents coming in, and he does a runner. Uh, and Mulder grabs him, pulls him back through the window. And the Let's question. just have a moment there. Let, let's cool. just have a moment for Mulder springing into action. Because let's face it, we all thought it was going to be Scully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mulder, Mulder actually, uh, in this episode, he, he dishes out his fair share of whoopass, it must be said. I mean, he gets yep. his ass handed to him, but he, he does dish out <laughs> his fair share of whoopass. Um, but, uh, yeah, we so they question Durant, and he's scared. He's scared... That they woke up some kind of devil, uh, which is why he run. And Mulder and Scully basically let him go. They they realise mm. he's just some punk kid, who's probably more. Too, he's too scared to be involved, basically. Um, but as they're questioning him and letting it, letting him go, the four teachers that were at the PTC, um, they're just outside the window. Uh, mm-hmm. talking and asking each other who's responsible. So they're kind of looking at each other for who's to blame here, who's behind this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they they make out to Mulder and Scully that the kids are the ones who are guilty of the occult. Yeah. So that like they're, they're literally blaming these kids for the very thing that they are guilty of. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. I love the acting of the, the teacher's. <laughs> I think it's so mischievous how, like, because we're in on it, you can almost see the looks between them, just like, oh, this is great, isn't it? <laughs> Let's blame somebody else. The kids are into the occult. It's disgusting. There's so much fun and glee in the performances here that really do just sell it. Like um, like I said, I think the, the, the actors, playing the characters, look as if they're having fun doing this kind of dual conversation that only the viewers are, are into. Um, I don't know what you think of it, but I think it's it's terrific. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's mildly amusing. Yeah, um, mm. 
Do you recognise the the main guy? <coughs> I no, I don't think I did. I don't know if you ever watched Frasier. Sporadically. Right, okay. He, he was a character in Frasier who was just like proper, like off the wall kind of character, really. Yeah. Uh, Hyperactive guy, but uh, yeah, very, very different character to what he's playing here. It must be said. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so Scully basically puts puts it down to mass hysteria. She thinks mm. the teachers, the sheriff, the you know, the, it's just hysteria. And I think, in one regard, you could see that maybe that's why the teachers did it. You know, if, if they can throw them off the scent by just acting like the his, hysterical teachers, um, then, then yeah, job done. Uh, but this is when Mulder notices that the water in the water fountain that he's drinking from is going down the drain in the wrong direction. Um, mm. I, I don't really know what the science behind this is, but apparently, yeah, depending on what hemisphere you're in, yeah. water goes down the drain in a particular direction. So, uh, yeah, mm. there you go. Weird stuff happens. Yep. So, <coughs> fairly simple scene. Yeah. Yep. So we go from there, and um, <laughs> Mrs. Paddock offers a sympathetic ear. So that, yeah, we we get introduced to this teacher, Mrs. Paddock. She's offering a sympathetic ear to the girls that were with those two lads um, before putting exam papers into her drawer on top of a heart and a pair of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the blood as well just like yes. just pages exam papers straight on to this bloody heart mm-hmm. it's awesome it, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's ludicrous it's mm-hmm. it's playing with is definitely because um, you get this straight laced librarian like teacher <clears throat> who is introduced as if she's part of the woodwork as if she's always been there and we don't find out till later on that she's a new teacher but at this moment yeah. you're just like oh one of these, and then when she opens the drawer, I don't think anybody was quite expecting the eyeballs and heart. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and she's ruined those test papers. Like, they're, they're stained with blood. That's that's a shame. Yeah, they're, they're not getting them back. <laughs> they're not getting them back, no. Okay. Uh, so, we go from there to... Mulder going to the school psychologist. Mm. Uh, he he asks the school psychologist if any of the student students showed signs of repressed memories. Um, when he asks to speak to any of them, um, the the guy, the psychologist guy, s- says it would be a betrayal of their confidentiality. Obviously, this is one of the guys from the PTC, so he's absolutely hiding something. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, that, it, it comes a little out of the blue. I gotta say, Mulder's kind of the whole thing. Just asking about repressed memory. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, right, yeah. Mulder, a shot in the dark there. You just kind of pulled that one out of your backside. But uh, fair enough. Whatever you, you know, something we don't. Are you looking for something we're, we're not? But fair enough. Uh, like I would expect, I think maybe Scully. To be more the one that would ask that kind of question, because it's more of a um, well, it's bringing it back down to earth, isn't it? It's looking at things from a psychological aspect, whereas you'd think Mulder would be more of the supernatural aspect. Mm. So, 
yeah, it's a bit of a curveball, but it's not. It's nothing to, you know, don't derail the episode or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's quite good the way that the teachers can all handle these questions and give plausible explanations as to why they can't help or don't want to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's another one, and it's I think because of the the sort of playful nature of this episode, you don't really dwell on these kind of questions. You just kind of like, all right, next scene. Mm. But that that's where the the scary side of this episode comes in. Really, it's just this this idea that these people who you know, if, for any parents. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to entrust your child to these people. You know, you mm. send your child off to school, and you, you want to feel like you can trust the people who, who are looking after them. Um, so when when you got people like this who are, yeah, just hurting them psychologically, physically, whatever, at, at every turn, and are able to get away with it because they can band together. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It, it does. Does raise some concerns, <laughs> um, but yeah, Mulder pops out of the office. Just a scully finds a newspaper article from years ago that demonstrates how the fears of today are the same as back then. Only instead of uh, Jews, it was it, it's now witches. So um, I, I'm not sure you can quite make the leap from Jews to witches, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's uh, a bit, I don't know, C- comparing Jews to witches is a little bit, you know, I mean, in, uh, Mulder points out that even those who practice the Wiccan religion do not believe in murder. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, Scully kind of says, well, if, if not, then why? But, yeah, like I say, c- comparing witches to... To Jews, I'm I'm not really sure you're in the same ballpark, but all no, right, not even close. Mo- moving on, <laughs> moving on, moving swiftly. Mm. So, basically, I, I I only have four words written for the next scene. Okay, which is dissecting a pig, Shannon. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we we basically get Mrs. Paddock handing out pigs, little mm. baby pigs, and having the class dissect them. Uh, mm. And the one that is put in front of Shannon, she was the other girl, the one who isn't Laura Harris, she, she, she goes to dissect this pig, and then it wakes up and squawks at her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love the effect. I think it's yeah. really creepy and... Again, it it looks kind of puppetry, but it looks kind of real at the same time. It has mm. that kind of oddity about it, that kind of funny weirdness. You know, the kind of thing that you would find in, say, House. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that, you know. Um, I love this scene as well. This is, um, this is the scene that kind of stuck in my mind. Like, I've not seen this episode for years, probably a good mm. ten years. Um, but this is the scene I remember, so... I think in my mind, I may have built it up more than what it was. It's still effective. I, I think mm. it's still a very effective scene. But what surprised me was how little screen time they have that pig on there. Like you literally, yeah. you see it twitch, essentially. The head just twitches <laughs> a little bit and then they cut away. And it's just enough to make you go, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just, and I, I, yeah, I think that's quite effective. And, and also in this scene, you get to see briefly 
the biggest snake I've ever seen in a classroom within a cage because this thing looks huge. Yeah, it's a python, so it's 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 massive. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, we we had a python in one of our science classes. Not not quite that big, but we we had one that was uh, it was a considerable size. I remember um, back in. Back in the school days, but uh, um, and I don't think it was a permanent fixture. I think it was something they brought in for a limited time while they did certain teaching on it, or whatever. But anyway, that's mm. neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I went into that, but so the psychologist tells Shannon that her father is on his way, to which she completely freaks out and, and just does a runner. Mulder goes after her and says, you're remembering. Tell us what you remember. So again, Mulder's, Mulder's very adamant about this whole idea of repressed memories. Um, again, I, I don't know if they said, I don't know if he said something, I just missed it, but I, I just don't know where he's jumped onto that from. I, I, no, I don't... There's, no, there's no breadcrumbs to lead him mm. down that path. Um, no. But, but this... This scene where the girl tells the story, um, I think you just get to that, aren't you? I, I am. Yeah. Really, really gripping. Um, yes. Just a bit and, and brilliantly performed, I must say, by, Absolutely. by the girl. Absolutely. Yeah. This is one of the other things that I remember from it. And I, I can't remember if I mentioned it last episode, actually, that there's a performance here in this episode that is just... I'm not sure. Right. Well, either way, it's it's a performance that I always remember. You know, um, mm. when you think about guest spots, people who've just just in for one episode, they're just playing a cat character you're never going to see again. This is undoubtedly one of the best uh, performances, I think, from mm. from one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like what? Yeah, go from on, this go episode, you, you've had lots of levity, lots of sort of punchy jokes and mm. things to break any tension that they may have built up, mm. and you just keep waiting and waiting, and it gets worse and worse, and mm. she gets more upset as she's talking about it, and you can see that she believes in it, and it breaks up with the ended scene where she's like, "I've had four kids; they're all buried mm. in the basement," yeah. and you're like, by this point, you're you're like, "Holy crap! We've just took a." A, 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 a detour yeah. um, from where the episode's been going and yeah. you don't know what the hell's coming next it has such an off-putting shocking scene and I think it's it's so well acted it's one of the best scenes I think in any of the X-Files episodes I've seen so far just this performance it is yeah just just like I said and it all hangs on her because Mulder and Scully mm. are doing nothing they're, yeah. just, they're just listening you know the camera's on her the whole time the scene is, is, is just her. And it's, you know, for someone that I'd, I don't think I'd ever seen before, and I can't say I've seen since, which really surprises me, mm-hmm. from, from this performance, I mean, and I, undoubtedly she's probably done, still, still done a lot yeah. of work as an actor, I would imagine. Um, but she, you know, she, if she can act like this, it really does surprise me that she's not... Well, like, I couldn't name her to you yeah. like like right now I can't tell you her name as an actress which is which is shocking because like I say that performance is really incredible um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah so, so they're just Mulder and Scully are just listening to Shannon while 
she tells her about Jim, her stepdad, and how he raped her when she was young. Um, mm. He involved her in religious ceremonies that got her pregnant so that they could take the baby and kill it in, in a sacrifice. Um, mm. Like you said, they did this four times, apparently, um, based on her memory, at any rate. Mm. Uh, Jim also killed her younger sister, she claims. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, yeah, but she, she says that the parents claimed it was an accident. She says it was a murder, and her sister was, like, eight years old or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just... Yeah, I couldn't praise that scene enough. Just a fantastic performance. Um, so, from there, Mulder and Scully go to see Mr and Mrs... Um, or Osbury, not Aubrey, to be confused with the episode we just had recently, but Osbury. Um, Jim says someone has put these things into her mind, and mm. Mulder and Scully do a little bit of divide and conquer. Uh, yeah. So Mulder, Mulder offers to take Mr. Osbury into the kitchen to have a word while Scully tries to get something out of the wife. Um, so... Yeah, Scott. Yeah, you get two really <coughs> nice approaches. Here. You've got Scully being mm. super nice and comforting mm. to the woman, and just like tell me, and then you've got Mulder who's just like, "Did you do it?" Yeah, just really <laughs> direct, like no messing about. Yeah, just yeah. Mrs. Osby tells Scully that she did have another daughter, but she died of crib death at eight weeks, not mm. eight years. And she doesn't get along with Shannon, her daughter, her other daughter. So she she thinks like maybe that's got something to do with it. Um, yeah. But it's a pretty big, yeah, pretty big leap there. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you say, Mulder goes into the kitchen with Jim and just outright accuses him, mm. uh, causing Jim to smash the the glass of water that he's holding at the time, and start quoting scripture. Yeah. Uh, to which Mulder says, even the devil can quote scripture to fit his needs. To which Jim's response is to throw him out. <laughs> and call uh, him the devil. Yeah, yeah, call him the <laughs> devil. Which is it's just, and, and he does it with conviction, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this guy is, yeah, just, just an absolute... Horror. Um, it's, 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 it's the biggest subterfuge they can get. They just keep claiming that everybody else is what they are. Mm, yeah. you know, and it stops them from being suspected as being that because mm. they're calling people that. Yeah. yeah. Great. And then th th we get the door slamming as well, Brian. He opens the. We do, the yeah. Door. So so when, when Mulder basically um, gives the line about even the devil can quote scripture. And Jim gets angry. In his anger, the the door just suddenly slams by itself, mm. like a supernatural thing. Which, which is a, which is a bizarre, bizarre moment to be honest, because it, it it suggests that he has powers, that he's got some kind of yeah. With, with which, given the context of where the episode goes, is a bit bizarre because the. the, the 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 episode is essentially about how the devil is coming to claim these guys. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you have here is obviously it doesn't show yet, but Paddock's cast a spell on Shannon to make her believe that this is true. Um, I don't think it happened. No. No. You think no. it happened? Um, it's 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 what um, we, we get into it in a scene a little later on. Um, right. 
Jim basically goes over it, and uh, so we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Right, okay. Yeah, but but no, I, I, I don't think that's what happened. Um, so uh, <clears throat> right, so yeah, so Jim throws Mulder out. Uh, Shannon goes to resit her dissection exam, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Mrs. Paddock takes her jewellery and decides mm-hmm. to p- perform a little ritual of her own in the next room, causing Shannon to commit suicide. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So basically, this this poor girl <laughs> has not had a a particularly great existence. It must be said, uh, and there's. You know, when you get a character like this who's gone through the ringer in in the way that they have, even though they may not really, because like like I say, we'll get there when we get there. But either way, she believes it, so she's you know she's she's gone through some stuff, mm-hmm. um, and and you always want the catharsis in 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 a character's in this kind of character's journey, where. I don't know, they just have a happy ending where things are going to look brighter. But no, no, not at all. They, you know, I think it takes some balls to do this. I think it takes some guts, um, particularly when this was made as well. You know, you think now it's, I guess a lot of people wouldn't think much of it to, to do something like this in an episode of TV, but back when they did this, this, this is quite brutal. This is really... Yeah, well, I think I think he's the only one with kids, isn't he? Out of the cult members. Mm, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of the sins of the parents are being excised on the kids as well. Mm, yeah. You know, they're they're wiping their their um, I don't know human fingerprint off the the, yeah. the world. You know, they have, yeah. they'll have no legacy. Yeah. Either way, it's pretty brutal. Um, mm. But uh, Mrs. Paddock talks to Scully and Mulder. Uh, Mulder finds Shannon's bracelet in Miss Mrs. Paddock's office, um, but Paddock, yeah, she's she's basically, you know, she's sobbing, she's in tears, she can't, I uh, can't believe what's happened, and she's telling Scully, you know, she heard a scream, she came out, blah blah blah. Um, the, uh, we move from there. It's not really much to discuss about that scene. It's is what it is, um, unless you've got something you want to add about it. No. Okay, yep. but so we see the PTC meeting in the forest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them says, "A dark angel is among us, and it wants a sacrifice." Um, and then, so they start talking. Basically, we get a few more details about their religion, mm-hmm. and they st- they they basically come to the conclusion that they've been a bit soft lately. That you know, because they've not done any sacrifices or anything like that. That they've made the devil angry, basically, and and uh, they they need to they need to make a sacrifice in order to keep, I don't know, keep their powers, I guess, which I guess yeah. would explain Jim's little thing with the door before. Um, but uh, they decide to pin Jerry's murder, the the lad at the beginning, on Shannon to get rid of Mulder and Scully. Uh, so yeah. They they, they yeah. must rekindle their faith afterwards. They say mm-hmm. so. Um, just some real good to the core, upstanding individuals. <laughs> these people. 
They're just horrible for the, They're just horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you've ever seen Supernatural mm-hmm. TV series, but there's yeah. a du- director on that. I mean, he has actually passed away uh, in recent years, Kim Manners, and he's the director on this episode. Um, but there's a shot that he does in this episode, um, and, it, and it's in the scene that we just talked about, and it's when the camera pans up and you see all their black umbrellas, yes. and the rain is falling on them, and he repeats that exact same shot in an episode of Supernatural. Um, and and I, I, I wasn't even paying attention to who was directing the episode of Supernatural. I just I, I knew he was a director on it, but I was watching the episode, and that shot happened, and I'm like, whoa, deja vu, like literally down to just every detail. Um, and I'm like, where have I seen that shot? And then I remembered it was from an episode of The X Files, and I put two and two together when I looked at the director, Kim Manners. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I just find I find that quite interesting that you know you can take that over to another show, um, a show which, quite frankly, has riffed on the X Files in more than a few ways. But oh, absolutely. <coughs> anyway, so we go from there to Mulder telling Scully about the scent of incense in Mrs. Paddock's office. Mm-hmm. Um, Scully tells Mulder about some oddities in Paddock's being hired as well. She yeah. says that no one remembers hiring her, and the, <laughs> the man that she replaced had developed a flesh-eating virus the morning of Jerry's murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. You think there'd be bigger alarm bells going off here, wouldn't you? <laughs> but it's but it's need that, to it's, keep it's, an eye on her. <laughs> it's that power, though, isn't it? It's it's the the power that she has or it yeah. has over these people. But it's just I I think alarm bells, particularly because the people who are in charge of this school are the ones who have most likely brought this thing into mm. being. So you know, mm. if they get a call. Uh, you, your teacher can't come in today because of a flesh-eating virus, you'd think they'd be like, uh, guys, we've not been performing any rituals recently, have we? They've gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you just have to assume that it's the devil's persuasive power that is at work here. So, mm. um, Mulder searches the Osbury's house. No, no, just uh, hang on a sec. This, this is one thing. That niggles at me just a little bit. Like Mulder, Scully says she's going to stay at the school and look through some things, and Mulder says he's going to get uh, a search warrant and search the premises. Mm. And then he goes there himself at the middle of the night. <laughs> like, like, no police officers or that. Not with the warrant to say, look, we're here, we've got the warrant, we're going to search your well, properties. He just did, turns like himself with a flashlight. Did you meet the sheriff at the beginning? <laughs> I'm not sure they would have been much use. Yeah, uh, but but if you've had a door slam shot out of yes, your hand, yes, yes. you just take somebody else with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I don't think I would be going to that house alone, no. given what I witnessed. Um, mm. and, and given that I'd be the, the person who actually believes in supernatural yeah. stuff, you know? And this the is, stories you've heard about what's buried in the, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, if I was Mulder, I'd be taken back up. It, it it does. It does stink a bit. I think um, at least take one 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 other dude with you. Come on. Yeah. 
Uh, but he doesn't. He goes by himself to the Osbrys and he finds Jim down in mm. the basement. Just, yes. just hanging out in the dark by himself. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, young Frankenstein when uh, that dude's face is just on the shelf. Marty Feldman, is it? His face is just on the shelf. Um, kind of expect that moment. But, uh, yeah, um... So this this is the scene I was telling you about in which he comes clean. So basically he he's really having doubts about his faith. Um <laughs> mainly, mainly because of uh, yeah, he and then this is this is something that kind of uh it, it it's I I I think it's a little bit of a Bit of bad writing, I guess. I don't know. It just um, he basically has turned against the group because they suggested that they pin everything on his daughter. Mm. Um, and given everything that he's done to his daughter, I've been responsible for with his daughter. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't entirely ring true, but. Let's get into it a little bit. Um, here's what he's saying's happened. They did some kind of um, hypnosis thing on, oh, yeah. on his daughter in order to get her to go along with these rituals, certain rituals that they did. Um, but he says they, they never hurt her physically, they never raped her, that kind of thing. They just messed with her mind so that she wouldn't remember what they were doing. Mm. You know, they got together in cloaks. They did prayers to, you know, you know Beelzebub, whatever. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe sacrifice some animals. I don't know. They, they did something dodgy, obviously, that they didn't yeah. want her to see or remember at an early age. Um, and basically, when, when the thing happened in the forest at the beginning... It's reawakened those memories, but they've become twisted. They've become blurred, and mm. they've kind of they've mixed in with other memories, and become distorted. So, so what she remembers to her, it is the truth. But he's saying no, it isn't. How much we can trust this guy, given that he prays to the Lord of Darkness, I don't know. But if, if we take him at face value, if we, if we... Because he is confessing, let's face it, he's coming clean, he's confessing, so there's, there's no real reason at this point to doubt that what he's saying isn't true. Um, but if it is, that's the basic gist. They, they mm-hmm. did something with, on her mind so that she wouldn't remember what they did. Um, but when it was reawakened, it got jumbled up with a load of other memories and twisted into something else. Uh, mm. So, yeah. yeah, I, I quite I quite like this scene because um, because of the production design. I think mm. um, it, it goes down the stairs into the basement, and he's got the light on the walls, and they're like a deep red, yeah. and they're kind of like mosaic, almost of like big panels sunken into the walls, and. You, the whole time I'm like, put a light on, put a light on to see what the heck is down here. This looks terrible. You never get to see it, which yeah. is even better because it lets your imagination run wild. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just, just a cool, cool scene. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's minimalist, that's the thing. Mm. Um, it lets the torchlight do all the work. Mm. Um, and, and, and the main reason it works is because of what we were told by Shannon when she was talking to Mulder and Scully. So, yeah. you know, she's told this horrific story. So when Mulder first goes down there and we start seeing little details, you know, the dirt floor, the red mm. walls, that is in keeping with the story that Shannon told us. So, and because the because the room as well itself is pretty unremarkable, it's a very small confined space. It's a little cellar. Mm-hmm. It 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 makes you start imagining the things that were done down there by these people to Shannon. You know, we we've never seen anything done to her. It's all been told to us. She told us, and because of what she told us, we we're now seeing where this supposedly happened and we're filling in those blanks we're seeing it in our mind and that that's more terrifying obviously than I, I think than anything that they would show you um so so yeah at that point you're like man this is where this is where it happened you know it's like those documentaries they do on serial killers where they revisit you know the crime scenes where where they happened this is the house where John Gacy did it, you know, and it's like knowing the story of those people and then seeing the places, it it does, it creates this picture in your mind, which quite frankly, mm. you, you don't want in your mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you, I think seeing this place, it, it yeah, it's pretty creepy. Um, mm. So Scully's typing at the computer and she's searching through criminal records, or she's searching for criminal records, uh-huh. on, on Mrs. Paddock, of all people. Um, so, yeah, and then we go back to the basement, and Jim tells Mulder basically what I just told you, about the hypocrisy of, of their beliefs and of the rest of his team um, and, and what's happening with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Paddock... Because we go back to her, she's back doing another ritual, looking all funky, and she's got uh, Jim's pen. So, uh, yeah, she's got she's got a hand over this candle. No, sorry, Sc- <laughs> Scully's pen. Scully's pen, not Jim's pen. She's got Sc- Scully's pen, and she's got a hand over this candle, and she dials the phone. Um, so, and and yeah, basically, we go back to Jim and Mulder. Mulder gets a phone call, and he hears Scully telling him that she's in trouble. Um, mm. So presumably the, the fact that she's got Scully's pen, an item of hers, she's causing herself pain and that she's able to, to project Scully's voice as a result of that. Um, it's it's a pretty cool image, quite dark, mm-hmm. quite twisted. Yeah. Um, this Mrs Paddock character is, is, is very sinister, I must say. Uh, yeah. Very memorable character, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely a memorable villain. Um, and then we get to my second niggle, little niggle bit okay. here. It's like, um, you know, Scully's in danger. This guy's confessing. Will I take him with me, lock him in handcuffs in the back of the car? No, I'll just handcuff him to this banister in this spooky basement. And why doesn't he take him with him? Because screw him, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mulder here, Skull is in trouble. He ain't waiting around to shuffle this guy in a car. He's off. That's it. 
He seems yeah, pretty compliant. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, he, he does for now. But how compliant will he be once once they get into the school? I don't know. It, 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 it's not. It's not as much of a niggle to me as the character inconsistencies of Jim. You know, um, okay, he may not have physically touched his daughter in the way that his daughter claims, but he's he's violated her. You know, he's yes. he's taken her memories. He's done stuff that's been so bad in his mind that he's felt the need to wipe it from her mind. Yeah. So that, to me, is a violation. That is, you know, and not only that, but he's done it for the sake of worshipping the devil. So yeah. that, to me, you know, when he suddenly gets off on his high horse about how they wanted to blame his daughter, his daughter who's dead, I might imagine, I might add, you know, it's not. It's not like they're saying, "Oh, let's blame her so that she goes to prison." She's already dead. So, you know, to 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 a normal person, to a not to a normal parent, yeah, that that would be horrible. Blaming her for anything, but he's not a normal parent. He's a devil worshiping scumbag who has wiped her memory because he did things that he didn't want to remember. So this change of heart there, to me, it's it's. it's it's a bit much for me to get on board, um, but yeah, much much more so than Mulder handcuffing him to the to the stairs. Mm. <clears throat> okay. And you know what? In Mulder's mind, you know what? This this guy did some nasty stuff down here, so screw him. That's I'll leave him handcuffed down here for a while. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, so pa- Paddock calls. Scully, um, calls as Scully, I should say, and Mulder goes running off. Uh, then, once Mulder's gone, <laughs> our friend the Python yeah. comes through the door, the locked it, door. Yeah. yeah, it just looks huge. <laughs> it does look massive, it looks really big. Um, it comes down, Jim's kind of sat there crying, having a little bit of a sob to himself doesn't notice this big-ass snake making its way downstairs. Not that he'd be able to do anything if it did, because he's handcuffed to it. Um, And, yeah, he gets his comeuppance. The snake wraps itself around him. And while Mulder is uh, kind of getting on his way to Scully, we get, like, a bit of a cutaway to him turning up at the school. We cut back to see the snake just basically finishing him off. Um, (laughs) It just yeah makes light work of him basically. Mm. Love it. It's great. <laughs> uh, and I like the touch with Mrs. Paddock. We see we go back to Mrs. Paddock and she's got these snake eyes, mm, and it's, yeah. it's really freaky. So while this snake is eating Jim, she's there with, with doing her whole ceremony thing. No. And she has these snake eyes, and she looks proper freaky. Yeah. Okay. Normally, it's a, a norm, normally in these episodes it's a mystery or who did it or are they going to catch the person. But, but, but this one tells you right flat out is mm. she's the bad guy. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Mm. Kind of. Um, technically, she's the the biggest bad guy we've ever had in the X Files, and ever are mm. ever going to have in the X Files. Because you don't really get much better than the devil. Uh, so, but uh, yeah. Mulder and... She, doesn't, she, just, she just doesn't, like, 
she doesn't harm anybody really. Uh, Shannon, for, Shannon, yeah, Shannon uh, the guy Shannon's at the already, beginning, the guy at the beginning, the yeah, one that kickstarts the whole thing. She kills two kids. Shan- no, I say Shannon. Yeah. Shannon's days are numbered because of her father's actions. Yeah, but it's still not hers. Still not hers. You know, we we. Do we, do we not know? It's not her. It's not her sin, you know. The whole the whole thing about sins of the father being visited upon the children—that's an Old Testament thing. We live in the new covenant now, my friend, not the old one. So, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's preacher, preacher Lomax. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Mulder and Scully find Jim's remains. That's right. This snake has not only swallowed him, it has chewed him up, digested him, and spat him out. Um, his his skeleton just lies there. Yeah, um, luckily the python didn't crush any of his bones. So no, no. And left this really cool rib cage just sitting there. Yeah, it's a great visual. It's it a really fantastic is. visual. Oh man, uh, Sc- Scully says that it's impossible. Basically, <laughs> like it, it would take six weeks or something like that for a python to digest a fully grown man so mm-hmm. obviously there is something supernatural about the snake um, if we had any doubt it, yeah as if we had any doubt um, but uh, but Scully does remember at that point that there was a python in Mrs Paddock's office so you kind of get the feeling that, that they're basically running back and to you know they, this, they, they go to, to gyms they go to the school they go to gyms they go to the school <laughs> they're doing runabout um, the rest of the PC the PTC are talking and here's my thing they know that Jim is dead how how do they know that Jim is dead did I miss something no, no I never even clicked on that Brian but no right. I, I can't think of why they would know that because they get together and one of them says, "He's dead. Jim's dead." Because that's when talking to the police. Yeah. They also say that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think of it at the time, but now you see it, it's coming back in my head. Yeah. And it's just—it's almost like they've cut a scene out. Um, but yeah, they know, which is bizarre. And, and and there's no way. There's really no way they should, because as soon as Mulder gets back to the school, they head back to Jim's house. So he like he would have had to have turned up, see Jim getting eaten by the snake, and then disappear off to the school just as Mulder and Scully were leaving the school in order to be able to tell him. So yeah, I I have no idea how they know at all, um, and it's just not explained. Um, to me, that that's the biggest. Weakness. It's it's the, it's the it's the most glaring thing that jumps out at me in the episode. Mm. Uh, but anyway, regardless of that fact, they do know, and he says that Jim didn't have faith. That's why he was taken. Uh, they presume that he's told Mulder, and they agree that Mulder and Scully should be sacrificed. And the psychologist guy. Is missing his keys, so yeah. <laughs> Guess what's going to happen there? Oh no, my keys. Who's got them? Um, Mulder and Scully get to the school and find Mrs. Paddock on the floor. She points the finger 
at the PTC, tells them that they're in the conference room. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Good grief. Everybody's her puppets. They really are. She's just, yeah, she's just manipulating everyone. It's, this is her plan, her plan alone, and everyone else is just a bystander, basically. Um, They're dancing to her beat. Yeah, pretty much. So, Scully finds, that they basically go to said conference room, and Scully finds the eyes in a jar. And she <laughs> walks over to, to Scully, and the PTC attack them. We get a nice... Nice little fight scene here in which Mulder actually KOs someone. Mm. Takes him down, you know? And, and this is after the guy had the upper hand on him. The, the, the guy comes out of nowhere, whacks him with a chair. Mulder kind of braces himself, takes it in his stride, and takes this guy down before getting taken out by the psychologist. Um, but yeah, I, I can only assume he got taken out by the psychologist because Scully got shoved under a bookcase um but but yeah uh the, so they're attacked and meanwhile mrs paddock is doing a number in her office with psychologist guys keys um yeah as, as if we didn't know that was going to happen um <clears throat> The, the, they, the, the, the three PTC peeps, they basically drag Mulder and Scully to the shower. They switch the shower on because they, they, they figure it'll make it easier to clean up the mess. <laughs> They're about to stab and then shoot Mulder and Scully when the psychologist guy, the one who's got the gun, the one who's been, now being controlled by Mrs Paddock, he shoots the other two before turning the gun on himself and blowing his head off. Mm. Um, and then Scully delivers a line with all the weight of an anvil um, in where she says like did you see his eyes it's like he was possessed by something or something it's like he wasn't in control or such so there's a line like that but it, it, yeah it's, it's pretty heavy handed there's, there's a couple of things that I really like about this scene I like the fact that they drag them into the showers and say mm. it's for clean up it, just, it makes you go like these are people that have killed many people yeah, if yeah. they know that this is one thing. And it's the, the second thing I like is they're so nonchalant about it. Yeah. You know, they're just, oh, we need to kill them. Right, okay, that, that's mm. fine. And then I need to go to the supermarket and pick up some eggs and bread. It's a task, isn't it? It's a task that's, yeah. that's at hand. They need to get it done. Um, and that's that. So It's not a human life. No. It's just... It's a means to an end. Yeah. So... Mulder and Scully go to find Paddock, but all they find is a sign on the blackboard that says, it's been nice working with you. The end. The end. Mm. The devil like wins. It. Okay. Yes. So. Wrap up. Right, I suppose I'll go first. I hated this episode. I hated all this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this. I really liked the playful nature of the episode. It was fun. I had some fantastic imagery. One thing we didn't mention was the, the score. It had mm. some nice chanting and ominous music oh, yeah, through yeah, certain yeah, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really terrific. Lots of nice set pieces. I had nice um, moments of levity that weren't just outright jokes. 
uh, had moments that you were <coughs> expecting levity that actually caught you off guard with how dramatic they were with some key scenes. Uh, the actors are all having so much fun that they're kind of almost chewing the scenery but just not quite mm. levels of like uh, craziness. I like it. When I think about the X-Files, you can look at this episode and you go, it's not as good as Beyond the Sea, it's not as good as Ice. Mm. But there's a lot of entertainment here, there's a lot oh, of fun yeah. to be had. And I am dithering on a score here, Brian. I'm either going to go four and a half or five on this one. Oh. And I think I'm going to I think I'm going to have to settle at four and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 did, I did really enjoy it, but it's not upper echelons at X-Files, but Man, this is something I would go back and watch a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I like this one. I like it a lot. I think it's very good. One of the better ones we've had of season two. I do think there are some flaws in the script. Just some things that maybe needed a bit more developing. Um, especially that thing of how the, how the PTC knew that that Jim was dead. Um, <clears throat> I want to give it a four. Out of five, uh, mm. I, I I think it's a it's a very solid four. I, I I am close to giving it a four and a half, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, I just I I feel it's a four, and I feel it's a very high four. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny how you get some episodes that you feel are so story centric, and this one's kind of about a mood, uh, and entertainment, which is why I can forgive somewhat some of the the, the missteps that it does make. Mm. But um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about Fresh Bones. Uh, voodoo. Hoodoo? Voodoo. <laughs> We're going off Chris Isaac. <laughs> I, I, I was going Labyrinth. <laughs> right, okay. Um, no, I... Uh, my memories of it are, are that it's, it's not quite as solid as this one, hmm. But it kind of deals with similar stuff. It's one of those where I felt like it maybe shouldn't have come directly after this episode. Um, you know, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It it I think it's it's probably above average or around average. Um, but, right. uh, but yeah, we'll do it. Does it seems yeah? When you say that, it seems a bit odd after cult. Mm. But um, yeah. That'll be next episode of The X-Files Revisited, so we'll see you then for Fresh Bones. You've been listening to The X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.